This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Now, it might be a little different with me uh, because now I feel like I'm running the gambit because mm-hmm. I remember Russell and I remember Chamberlain. I played against Kareem. I played against Michael Jordan. Larry Bird was a teammate. Magic, I played against. Wow. You know, Elijah Wan. Yeah. But then I moved from that to another era as a broadcaster. So I've had 27 years to evaluate and look at the LeBrons, look at the mm-hmm. D Wade's of the world, look at the Kevin Garnett's, the Tim Duncan. So I'm my my stratosphere is probably going to be a lot different and a lot bigger than most people when they talk about top fives uh, in the NBA. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast. I am Josue Pavone. He is Cedric Maxwell. And in light of Dr. J unveiling his top 10 all-time NBA players, we're going to do top five. We're going to do top five. Maybe we'll get in top 10. I want to hear your take on it. Uh, Max, especially because I, I feel like he really personified this list. And, and of course, this episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Boston. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. I'll have more on that and uh, later on on later on in this episode. Um, but yeah, Max, I, I wanted to get your take on, on Dr. J's list. Uh, we, we spoke briefly about it and, and you you nailed it. You, you nailed it when you guessed what, what? What exactly did you guess that his list would look like? Well, I knew it was going to be some people that he, that he looked at as his idols and his role models. And before you even told me, I knew he'd have Elgin Baylor up there. Yeah, Elgin oh, yeah. Baylor was the guy that he said, I, I modeled my game after. Elgin Baylor was the guy who gave Seth Sanders, what, 65, 63 uh, in a, in a, uh, a, a Lakers Celtic game. Uh, and Seth said there was no way to stop him. And Seth Sanders was an all-time defender. So uh, I think Dr. J is going to pick people that were probably more in front of him, that he that he was, you know, those were his role models. And the guys behind him, like, you know, like the Kobe's and LeBron's. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he has the love because of one, you know, those guys he didn't. I don't think he played against Kobe. I'm pretty sure Kobe was not in the league. When Dr. J, because he came out, yeah, I didn't play against Kobe. 90, so 96. Yeah. Yeah, the, he didn't play against Kobe. So, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, look, he, he kept it, like you said, I mean, a guy that influenced him, obviously he's an NBA player, a, a legend. So he has his own list. And I like that he didn't, you know, try to 
satisfy a particular generation or or try to be politically correct and saying, oh, Jordan has to be number one and, you know, so on and so forth. But yeah, let's go through it. Let's go through it. I mean, the way he did it is he broke it down between two parts. And this is a, a podcast he did with uh, Joy D'Angela. And he the first part, the, the first section, the first five goes like this. Uh, he says the, the, the group, the, the all time best team. Right. For him, yeah. I have five guys who are untouchable. Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, and Elgin Baylor. So you called it. You nailed it there. He made a top five. And then he says the next group of guys would be Kareem, Michael Jordan, uh, Irvin Johnson, or Magic, of course, and Carmelo. Uh, and Probably Carmelo. He said oh. he, he struggles with that 10th, with, with, with number 10. He says, uh, and, I, and I quote, I always argue with my son where Tim Duncan belongs. And he's like, he belongs ahead of Carmelo for sure. I'm taking Carmelo and Irving explained. And uh, that's the last position, he said. But for him, he likes Tiny Archibald, your boy. I love that he mentioned Tiny. Uh, I, I can't believe that, you know, the guy that he fought, the guy he had a fight, a fight with, Larry Bird, he didn't didn't have his name down. As one he didn't of make guys. the list. As you can imagine, Celtics fans were wow. enraged on social media. Wow. Um, it's a little biased. But, you know, this is what a top 10 list is for him, not necessarily for everybody. It's like when yeah. we do the whole thing about Mount Rushmore. I, I say to people, give me your Mount Rushmore. It doesn't have to be my Mount Rushmore, but it's M.Y. So right. if Julius decided that, you know, those were his guys, who's to argue with Julius serving, planning to get talking about maybe, you know, possibly the five greatest to ever play the game? Right. Uh, I was, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan, but I'm a huge Wilt Chamberlain fan. I'm a huge Bill Russell fan. Do I have any guards at all that are going to get in there? I, you know, I, you know, I feel about Elijah Wan. So, I mean, right. you, think, you think about those people, man, and I just say this, this is how that list kind of goes. So, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not torn. I'm not surprised. I'm kind of thought that that's where Dr. J would go at because of the guys that he knew and the guys he played against and the guys he idolized. And yeah. I have always heard him talk about Elgin Baylor over and over again, just how great Elgin Baylor was as a player and how people didn't understand how great he was. So, and, and that was one of the, one of the guys that Doc said he idolized his game out. All right, well, Max, who 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 are your top five? Let's just get out of the way of the whole GOAT conversation all the time. No, no, five guys that influence you the most, whether it's on the court, whether it's as a, you know, as a fan of the game, seeing someone play after your playing days and being like, wow, like, that guy is a great. You you do. You, you want to get the guys who influence you the most as a player. And when you grew up and you watched them, uh, my favorite player was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, when I was watching him early on. Uh, so, you know, I would I always thought that he was like my top. Uh, Bill Russell was my villain because he won all the time. So, you know, <laughs> you, do look, you, do, you do look at those names as uh, uh, players are going to influence you uh, with your behavior. Now, it might be a little different with me uh, because now I feel like I'm running the gambit because mm -hmm. I remember Russell and I remember Chamberlain. I played against Kareem. I played against Michael Jordan. Larry Bird was a teammate. Magic, I played against. Wow. You know, Elijah yep. Wan, 
But then I moved from that to another era as a broadcaster. So I've had 27 years to evaluate and look at the LeBrons, look at the mm-hmm. D-Ways of the world, look at the Kevin Garnett's, the Tim Duncan. So I'm my my stratosphere is probably going to be a lot different and a lot bigger than most people when they talk about top fives uh, in the NBA. Well, yeah, I think I think that's the part that that makes it fun, right? Like which players break through per generation, right? Like obviously for me, I can't speak on you know Larry Bird or even Dr. J himself because I didn't watch those guys play, but I still got at least one of those guys on my top ten. You know what I mean? Even though I didn't see those guys play, you you feel the influence. You know, obviously growing up in Boston and also you compare it to what you see and what you saw up close, up, you know, up close and personal. Right. So I, it's interesting because yeah, which names make that list, even though you didn't get to watch them, but the impact and the influence still had an effect on you. Right. And I think that's what a lot of these younger NBA players, that's why their lists are surprising people. I mean, some of these rookies talking about entering the the draft this year, we're, we're mentioning, you know, Paul George as some of their favorite players, like like what well, you know, like as a potential go, like that's for you, that's that's insane. But for someone who was born in I don't know 2002, maybe it's not that far off. You know what I mean? So yeah, your look, your look and your vision of the way the game is played is completely different. You right. think about Joe, you think about Joel Embiid. If you had him back during the the years of Chamberlain and Russell, with his ability to shoot the ball from the outside, the post up. His do, skills do both. Right yeah. the floor. You know, would he be one of those all-time great names? You know, it's it's just it's just really it's it's up to speculation. You know, you ask me, you know, I'll I'll say my the most dominant player to ever play the game to me uh was Akeem Olajuwon. I've said that countless times. And I think only people who played with the Houston Rockets or played with Akeem would be able to identify just how good he was. Yeah. And I say this only because he dominated both ends of the floor. He dominated the offensive end crazy, but he was just as good, if not more dynamic, on the defensive end. You know, where Michael Jordan was a great defender individually, one-on-one, Akeem Olajuwon dominated the game completely as a basketball player because you were always looking over your shoulder. Where is Olajuwon if I'm mm-hmm. coming towards the hoop or if I'm trying to get a jump shot? One of the few guys in the league to ever have a quadruple double. And he did that more than two times. And if you don't know what quadruple double is, that's what double figures rebounds, double figure points, double figure. <laughs> if, if, yeah, well, steals. if you don't know, just just think about it. I, I think well, you'll, you'll well, get here, there. well, here, double figure steals and double <laughs> figure block shots. Can you imagine that somebody getting 10 block shots, but then having 10 steals that's and then insane. having double figure rebounds? You can say double double all day. But the triple double is hard to do. But the quadruple double is almost impossible to do yeah. at the position he played as a center. That's why I say he was so dominant as, as a player. Then I go from there to say, I, I, oof, it just gets hard then because Kareem was the all-time leading scorer, the most dominant scorer ever. That's but your guy. Him, That's the guy you idolize. Huh? But, but would I take him over Russell, though? for the number of championships that Bill Russell won. So I probably would have to say Elijah Wan. I go with Elijah Wan, Russell. Mm. I would go with Bird. As much as I, Michael Jordan, and as much as I hate to give him credit, 
I'd have to go with Magic as my as my fifth guy because if I if I'm rounding out my team, I want that guy who's handling the ball being the distributor, not push pushing the basketball around. So that would be my top five of all time. No, okay. you know, I'm not kicking at LeBron. I think LeBron is unbelievable. I look at some of the guys who play now; their skill sets are are, are crazy. But uh, those five would be my top five guys. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. 21 plus and present in select states. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-9-W-I-T-H-I-T. Indianapolis, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas, 1-877-STOP for Louisiana. You can also visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland, 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. See, a lot of those bigs, I, I put them in my top 10, but they're not in my top five. But, but again, I'm from a different generation of watching this, this this sport, right? But then again, I do still remember the first couple of years when I was really young, uh, how influential the big man was, right? Remember the old saying, you can't win a championship without a big man, you know? Yeah, That's changed yeah. in a big way, you know? The Elijah yeah. Wands of the world and, you know, the Shaquille O'Neal in his prime. I mean, you needed one of those guys to win a championship, but, you know, once upon a time. Tim Duncan even, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like the positionless basketball that we've been seeing the last 10 years changed that, changed that narrative, especially what the Gold State Warriors did in their dynasty. And, well, how, and, they, you know. how, do, how does that elevate a guy like Kevin Garnett? You think about the guy who can shoot the ball from the outside. Yeah, who yeah that's true. Basketball. Elijah Wan was the post-up player. He, he would get you about 10 to 15. Kevin Garnett could step out beyond that and knock down those shots. But run the floor, rebound, and block shots. Could guard multiple positions. Uh, crazy. Unbelievable skill set of passing. Yeah. And the right. biggest thing about Kevin Garnett to me, leadership. And, and, and as a leader and what he's able to do as a leader, that's that's to me that's crazy. You know, you just you just you saying that, I just it just sprung a question right now. And I'm gonna ask around the spot. Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett? Wow. Because I feel like it's a it's it, most people are saying Duncan without even thinking about well, it. Most yeah. most people are saying Duncan without hesitation. But right. Being around, but being around Kevin Garnett for for the years he played with Boston, I I, I, I 
I, I can't take Tim Duncan blindly over him. Right. Uh, Tim Duncan could have an edge because of the number of championships he won. But you also look at the supporting cast that Tim Duncan had comparably to Kevin Garnett. If Kev, right. say Kevin Garnett had been with Boston for his entire year playing with Paul Pierce and Ray and those guys. Ooh, they gave three at least. How many, how many championships is, does Kevin Garnett win because of his leadership? That's that's the crazy thing about his leadership, right. the intangibles there. Tim Duncan was a quiet leader. He was a quiet and efficient. But Kevin Garnett was in your face. He right. was he was the '90s baby. He was the 2000. He was that that kind of guy that, that that you see kids now Instagramming, talking about guys. That's who Kevin Garnett is. He was he's that. And you look at his persona. Now, I think it's gotten bigger. Even you think about the media. Tim mm. Duncan has kind of gotten smaller. But Kevin Garnett, you see him on all these commercials. You see him doing all these different things. And his personality is just something that was uh, uh, was infectious uh, when you right. think about who he was. Yes. Well, I like I like the quote that you uh the the the, the quote that was flowing around Celtics Nation that first season when he when he came to Boston, which was what you had to say about who he is on the defensive end, who he is on the offensive end of the floor. You know, ten out of ten or close to it on both ends of the floor, and it's really hard to find guys like that, especially of his size, right? Can shoot from the outside, can defend one through five if he has to. And look, you put him in a situation where where. He starts his career the way Tim Duncan did, and I think you see very similar results in terms of accolades, championships, MVPs. I mean, he got one yeah. with Minnesota, but you know, being being a member of the San Antonio Spurs, I, I, that's going to help you, right? If you're Kevin Garnett, if that were the case, you know, you can go down the list of hypotheticals. With David, but. Playing with David Robinson, going from there with the other guys he played with, Manu, Tony Parker. You right. just go down the now. Obviously, he made their careers better. But then also you think about one of the all-time, uh, you know, leading coaches. Greg Popovich has to be one of the all-time leaders when you think about his, his 100%. how he demanded people. And the thing that I've always heard and I talked to Sean Elliott, who played with uh, San Antonio with Tim Duncan, he, says, he said the thing that made Tim so great was the fact that he was able to accept the challenge that Greg Popovich gave him. He said... Greg Popovich would rip him a new asshole and he would do it in front of everybody. And that only made Tim better. Whereas mm -hmm. some people could not take that kind of abuse or could not be challenged in that way. That's what made the, that that's what made their relationship great. But that's what made them a great team. Because if he said, if you could chew on Timmy's ass, rip him a new one, he said, everybody else just kind of fell in line. Mm -hmm. and so that's what, you know, that that that's some something that people won't even understand. And it was funny that you mentioned Tim Duncan is it was had to be about four or five years ago before the game. He was assistant coach with the Spurs and he's walking out on the floor. He has a knee brace on and all this stuff. He's going to go out there and work out some of the guys. And he walked by me. I said, damn, Tim. I said, there go, there go five of my championship rings right now with you. He goes. Damn, cornbread, man. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, 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 you know, and, and the Celtics were prime. This is what people will kick ML Carr about. Is the fact that ML Carr had this team primed almost to give it to Tim Duncan because they were right there in the lottery that year. They were what do you mean? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Max. You mean you mean uh before the word tanking was going around, that the, the Boston that Celtics was, were doing that? that? No. 
exactly. Well, you think what San Antonio did when they got Tim Duncan. They lost how many games they lose? How many games did they lose the year that they got David Robinson? Yeah. Was, was, was tanking involved? But ML Carr had this this team in a great – one day we're going to have him on. We're going to have him on and let him talk and tell you about what he was doing and how he felt about this team. He had this team, as he told me. He said when Rick Pitino came in, he had this team under the salary cap. He said this team had two first-round draft picks, which were going to be in the top five or, you know, maybe something right. like that. Ended up being three and six, but, yeah, that was the uh, – that's what they thought. And, and, and the Celtics were just unfortunate. It could have been could have been one and three, but yeah. Rick Pitino didn't get that, and then he was impatient. He went out and got Travis, Travis Knight as a Oof, He man. gave Travis Knight a bunch of money, and his explanation was Travis Knight – was a great rebounder, one of the best rebounders per minute in the NBA. Hell, he was playing on the other side of Shaq. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn, you. And Shaq didn't miss that many shots. So, right, right. I, I didn't, I didn't, but he was impatient. Then the guy, Andrew the Clerk, was another guy who went out and got. The Clerk, man, uh, I forgot about that dude. That, take was, it that, back. Was, a, that was another guy he got. From Cleveland, I can't remember his name. Brother, about six, 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 seven shooter, and got him, but he lasted a moment. And then it was Chauncey Billups was in the mix. And, and wait, you're talking about Chris Mills? Oh no, that was from the Knicks, right? No, it wasn't Chris Mills. No, it was it was Who's another. Cleveland? It was another kid that he got from Cleveland. I'll think about his name, but he was about he was about six, 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 seven, uh, shooting guard, light skinned brother. But he had him, but then. You end up having getting Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups and Chauncey Billups last about a month before he sent him out. Yeah. Chauncey Billups turned out to be a Hall of Famer. Now, Chauncey Billups had to bounce around to a lot of teams till he found where he was going. But Chauncey Billups was one of the great guards in the league that the Celtics had when he was, I don't know, 19 years old and didn't have the patience to wait for him. He even got the Celtics uh, logo tatted on him. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how excited he was. Well, don't, yeah. don't 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 do that, or don't put your or don't dye your hair green. That's not not a good thing to do. Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> I guess that, that doesn't mean you're gonna end up staying there much longer. It's like the guy who had the championship trophy, and there was a fan who had the championship trophy, you know, imprinted on his arm. Uh, this was two oh, years. Oh, Jason Terry, you talking about? No, no, this was this was a, a, a fan, not Jason Terry. It was somebody else. We had the championship trophy uh, put on his arm and uh, might have to wait, but maybe he just left it out so he can put some numbers in there when they had, but uh, yeah, that's just kind of strange how, how that works. Remember that guy had the banner, the, the 2022 NBA champion Celtics. That was, that, yeah. that wasn't the right move that yeah, he messed yeah. up there. You know, it's interesting yeah. you bring up that draft max because recently uh, Tracy McGrady was on a podcast and he talked about how he wanted nothing to do with the Celtics because of Rick Pitino. He didn't want to play for him. He didn't like the reputation. So so guess what? He bombed the interview. He was giving short answers. He wanted to give the Celtics that impression that he wanted nothing to do with Boston. And obviously the wow. Celtics went they went another direction. They didn't even think about drafting him. And of course he went to Toronto and became this, you know, multi uh how many well, four five time four or five time all-star. Well you think about it. When he went to Toronto, he really did he played well. Yeah. But yeah, it took the boy. It wasn't until he got down to um, Orlando yeah. where he where he really took off. 
I saw he, I saw he was from high school too. I saw part of that interview and saw Tracy McGrady talking about he was he says as a uh, uh, he was he said he was and it wasn't bragging but he would say he was naturally gifted. He said I could throw. He said I could be on one knee and throw a, throw a football fifty yards on one knee. He said I could be away from baseball right now. I could have got out there and uh, pitched in the in the mid eighties. Was my fastball. So Jeez. you know, so he was he was as athletic and as gifted as many people. I just didn't know his relationship was so tight with Kobe Bryant. When you start hearing the stories by him and Kobe and how how they were together and how they competed, and those those were some really cool stories. And he's a guy that won't even be mentioned as one of the top players of all time. One of the you know say the top you know one of the top players of all time. And Tracy McGrady had that skill set to be there as one yeah. of those players. You know he went from there, went to Houston, was dynamic when he was in Houston. So yeah. uh, T Mac T Mac set set the standard that was uh, you know a lot of people don't even know about now. All right, here's my top five. Here's my biased top five here, right? I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I was thinking about it way oh, too much. Let me let me put one in right now for you. I know what you're going to say. Who? Big Poppy. <laughs> <Pedro>. No, Max. <laughs> Pedro, Big Poppy. Those are your go-to. I don't, yeah, care. So... I don't care what sport, I don't care what it is about Boston. Those, you know what? After you finish your list now, basketball-wise, I want you to give me a go ahead. I'm gonna let you do something with with, with sports in Boston in general. And I've already okay. spoken for you. All right, go we ahead. can do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. I'm thinking you're gonna say, you know what? I thought you were gonna say that, and then I was like, nah, he's gonna say Paul Pierce. But no, you, you said what I initially thought you were gonna say. No, man, those guys didn't make my list. Come on, it's NBA, NBA all time. Okay, number one, okay. I got Michael Jordan. Number two, now this could change because the the player I'm gonna mention at number three is still is still active, right? But as of right now, I, I'm just this is what I'm, this is my gut, right? This is my gut instincts. I'm going with number two, Kobe. Kobe Bryant over LeBron. LeBron's number three. I got Kareem at number four, and I got Larry at number five. That's my five not, for today. Not a bad list, but you start thinking about your list and you're going, where is Steph Curry going to end up on some of these lists? He's top ten, at least in my list. He cracked top ten. He's one of the top. He's one of the top ten players of all time. My list. I mean, I feel like you had to put him in there after he after he did what he did, Max. They don't win that last finals without him, and, and he was the well, finals well, MVP. Not, not, not only that, he was a finals MVP. He was an MVP in the league, and he was what they say he was. Uh, nobody else got a vote. He got all the votes. Unanimous. Yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. Unanimous. He was unanimous, because he was unanimous MVP. It was the first they, time it ever been done. When they stole Game Four at TD Garden, that changed the series. We didn't know it then. We didn't quite know it then, but that was Steph going off in the second half, taking care of business in Game Five. And who was it in Game Six, right after halftime, that just completely went off and made it a twenty-plus point game? Exactly, that man, Steph Curry, man. So I, I think that me. That alone, he cracked the top top ten. You know, people can say what they want about the Kevin Durant championships, and even though he did win one without him and all that, you know, yeah. superstar talent around him. But when it mattered, and when his team needed him to step up, and he was the best player on the floor, it was by a mile. You know, so yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. But okay. yeah, I mean, Magic, okay, Steph, let's, let's move, and, and let's then move beyond that, you got the bigs. 
because you give me all your right. five right now. You give me your top five athletes of all time in Boston. And I'll start, mm. I'll start it out for you. Let me start it out for you. Big Poppy. <laughs> David Ortiz. Yeah, he's top David five. Ortiz. He's top five. I'll why, put Ortiz why won't you, why won't you, why won't you, here's the, this is, our, our fans love this. Why won't you say Big Poppy? <laughs> That's what everybody else calls him, you know? I'll let them now, go with that nickname. Let, let the, Lati the Latinos don't, well, you don't want to call them name Big Daddy. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Max, when's the, when's the last time you referred to someone as Big Daddy? When's the last time you referred to a man as Big Daddy? <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. But that's why that's why I asked you. But anyway, the first Ortiz, time the first David time I told Ortiz you that number one, the first time you, I told you that you thought it was the funniest thing in the world. No, he's not number one, though. He's not number one. Number one. No, not? Okay. no number one is 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 the GOAT, man. Tom Brady. That's okay. number one. Okay. One. One is Brady. Two. I'm going to go. Um, you got to go Russell, man. Okay. You can make a case for Russell being number one, but because I grew up in a different era and I got to see all those uh, Tom Brady championships, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'll put Bill number two. Um, man, number three. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Man. I want to say Bobby Orr, even though I didn't like really, you know, I'm not a big hockey guy, but. You don't influence... even know nothing about, look, first of all, you don't even know nothing about Bobby Orr. What the hell are you talking about? You I know, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby okay, this is my list. This is my list. You're right. You're right. You know, David, yeah, you're right, Orr. Max. You're right. You don't know Bobby Orr. I mean, his greatness is no doubt, but hell, you don't know Bobby Orr. You don't know Bobby Orr. <laughs> Facts. Facts. And it's kind of the same way I feel about uh, Ted Williams because one, he didn't win any damn championships. And two, I didn't watch the guy. I don't know that about him. So, you know what? Yeah. All right. So, Brady, Russell. I hate to go another Celtic, but I, you got to go Larry, right? I mean, the, the, the. This is yours. This is yours. The rivalry. Yeah. Right, right. This is mine, Max. But also, this is all I used to hear about growing up. From my okay, dad, from the from the OGs. Oh, Larry was bad. Oh, you you guys don't know about Larry, though. You guys don't know, you know all that. This is before YouTube, right? So I gotta like watch ESPN oh, got, classic. And, and stuff. you got okay, you got two more. All right, Larry. Four. I'm gonna go. I gotta go Ortiz. This is it. Yeah, this is the spot for the Ortiz, especially that last championship, Max. Come on, man. He was bad. He was bad. Six hundred in the World Series. I ain't said nothing. I said okay. I'm listening. I know they Ortiz had made it. It didn't make any difference to me. And I should throw out the last one for you, so so you won't be confused. I won't confuse you and let you confuse yourself. You want me to give you a last one? You know the last one. Who is it? You want me to tell you the last one? You know who it is. Pedro. Yes, yes, the greatest pitcher of all time, David. 
That's Joe Sway's top five. Come on, let's, let me see. Let me hear yours. Let me read yours uh, for, for all the viewers out there, man. Put it in the comment section. That's my top five. Don't think about the history. Don't think about, oh, you got to put or in there. No, no. What's your top five? There's mine. There you go. Done. Set it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get you. I grew up in a championship city, man. I was I was blessed, you know. So I, these are the guys that I watched, you know, for the yeah, most part, I mean, besides Larry. Besides Larry and, and Russell, of course. But 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 the thing about it, you you say you say that, but you never you all you do is see highlights on Bill Russell. You don't know right. nothing about Russell. I saw Russell play. That's what makes me unique to all of that. You know, there's some people who would who would say it was blasphemy if you didn't put Carl Yastrzemski on it, right, the last right. person to win a you know the the uh, a triple crown winner that you right. wouldn't put his name in there. Uh, Yaz was one of those guys that people have talked about for years. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you and and God forbid, but here's one of your favorite players. And when you, he comes around right now, you start blushing. You see Paul Pierce and you get all giggly when you see him. You know, well, yeah, that's my dude. P, how you doing, P? P what's happening, P? Oh, Yo, I don't say me. that. Yo, don't be putting that out there like I'm over here. Like I'll be like, what up, P? I say Paul. What's up, P? How you doing? P, what's happening, man? P, how you feeling, man? What's if anything, on, I say man? truth. What up, truth? All right, truth. Yeah, man. yeah. And, I'm, and that's the last thing I'd be saying to that man. Like, what's up, truth? And Max, you be looking at me like, 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 look, look at this face light up. Like, like, like the, the way a, a, a proud father will look at somebody meeting his one of his favorite players. Yeah, and that, yeah. me, I look at P, and I'm what I'm. I'm frowning the whole time, like, come on, man, please. You, 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 you ain't about that, man. You want you won one championship. You were Founders MVP. Okay. You were, nah, you were, but Max, he is my guy, though. I do. I think right, but see, for me, it's, it's go down to the greats. Yes, it's different for me for a couple of reasons. One, because he was, in my opinion, he was great. But so like overlooked, no one even thought to mention him as one of the best plus players. And everyone knows what happens, you know. He got, he got, he got some help and all that stuff. But he was the ultimate here. underdog, Max. He got here during a time that he did not, and you have to give the Celtics credit for you know pulling the trigger and going out and getting uh, Kevin Garnett. Will this same thing happen again when we're thinking about Porzingis coming in? We'd right. be looking at it this way when we said, no, you can't give this guy up. And Al, you know, Al was one of those guys. Al Jefferson was like this beast back in the day. Scoring yeah, the you were mad. You didn't and like that KG trade. You were mad. Tommy Heinsohn said, I, I, I'll quit if they do this. And then you see Kevin Garnett the first time. And, 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 and I wasn't resistant after I saw him play. But I remember Tommy Heinsohn. It was a game that he's, he would he would refer – to Kevin Garnett as my boy. He said, mm. your boy got to step up. Your boy, your boy ain't did this. Your boy ain't did that. And every time Kevin Garnett stepped up and went to another level. So I, I it's just, it's, it's it's insanely crazy when you think about how players are and what they do. So I do get oh, that. Oh, 100%. And what I loved about that era too was that Paul was still the leading scorer. Paul was still the guy. That, the game is tied with 10 seconds left. Who's getting the ball? KG? Ray Allen? No, it was Paul Pierce. Like, like he. <laughs> It you was, saw the greatness it, on that big stage that he wasn't it, afraid. He go toe to toe with Kobe. He go toe to toe with LeBron. Let, let's not take let's not take Ray out because Ray 
he had hit a lot of those Doc Rivers stuff, a lot of those plays. I know, man. But my thing is that a lot of people, you know, so many arguments I had debates that year was like, oh, but you know, when, when these guys are, are 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 here now, Paul's going to be third fiddle to these guys. I'm like, wait a minute, you no, guys don't know how he, great Pierce is. You don't know how great Pierce is. People found out how was, great he was. He was not third fiddle, but I think that Doc tried to distribute it. If I had to say, was it Paul's team? Was it Kevin? I always get the story with Paul Pierce, and I've told this story before that Paul Pierce, when Kevin McGarnett first got here, and they were playing a, a poker game called Blue Ray and Paul wins like I don't know three thousand dollars from Kevin and Kevin he tell he comes on the plane hey man man you let me tell you what man right now ticket owe me three grand he owe me three grand ticket gets on the plane with what looked like you know a saddle bag from the old west <laughs> with the string tie and shit comes out <laughs> And pulls this wad of money out and starts counting. Boom, boom, boom. And then he tells Paul Pierce, he looks at him and said, tell me when to stop counting. Oops. <laughs> Oop, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> so at that day it was when I said, eh, okay. I know where t- I know where tickets stand. So yeah, but but those are those those are our, our great thoughts to have about this Boston thing. Now you know, you move on from that. It's like, you know, we're going to put up something that was sent to us. And, and, uh, you know, and, and I laughed like, hell, I said, this is Joe Sway. And it said, we're going to put it up on on the screen. And it said that uh, Mark Jackson was going to be, um, it was a, uh, I say adult uh, film company said they wanted Mark Jackson to do play-by-play of, of some of their scenes, and they were going to pay him a million dollars. Live, live scenes, Max. Live, live scenes. scenes. But my Jeez. line, but Joe Sway's line to me killed me. Joe Sway texted me back and told me, as Mark Jackson was at, Mama, there go that man again. <laughs> That'd be the perfect, that'd be the perfect line to drop at the end, oh, you know? Oh, my God. That was so funny. So, funny. so <laughs> take the money, as you would say, Mac. Come on, Mark, take the money. We could have some. We could have some no, fun. I think, I think he, he's he's that that's beneath him. Now, for me, if I call me, if, if Billy call me, I like boom. Ham <laughs> 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 <Am> sandwich. <laughs> no, no, you'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like, well, how about that finish or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be something crazy for me, but that's beneath <laughs> Mark Jackson. So, but we just wouldn't let you guys know. Oh, we, got, we got we we got Mark Jackson's little captioning. It was on Instagram. I got something today, so uh, that was really cool. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. I had no idea until you sent me this. I didn't even know this was the real thing, man. But it is. It was a legitimate offer, and I'm assuming he turned it down. If I had to guess, he's not doing ESPN next year, but he won't be doing that either. So we'll, yeah. have, to, <laughs> we'll yeah. have to wait and see if they can get somebody else. Throw your name right. in the ring, Max. Throw your name in no. the ring. Let them know. Nah, we'll 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 do what they will do. But guys, <laughs> it is uh, absolutely a pleasure when we come to you. We have so much fun. Oh and, man, uh, and we uh, we can't wait to. I, I I I've been saying this, but I have two Cedric Maxwell jerseys that are that I'm that I've signed that uh, eventually I'm gonna give away to uh, one of our listeners, uh, one of our yeah, one of our viewers here. 
and subscribers uh, got to be got to be a, 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 a legit gotta, subscriber. Got to be right. one of the people. We might ask you a question or or something is going to be that we're going to end up uh, sending sending a couple of uh, uh, lucky uh, lucky people uh, that the jersey. So uh, again, we'll be signed. Not warm, but sign, and it'll be, you know, you can wear it all you want to then, but it'll be cool. But again, guys, thank you for subscribing and, and, and being with us and, uh, you know, mash that like button because uh, you only make us stronger when becoming a, a team. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next week.